Yo, 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 today's episode we talk about a lot of bullshit, like one light in Miami, how good was it? Uh, we also talk about what we doing after college, and movies, directors, and fucking? Vinay? No, not fucking. <laughs> we talked about a lot of shit, man, just hope y'all fuck with it and enjoy it, man. Episode 13 that we do it for us, you were... As you know, I'm Damari, your host, it's your boy Cozy. And it's your girl, Renee, back in the building once again. Where we discuss music, real-world topics, and all that other bullshit. This is what we do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. We back. Again. At Joe's crib. Hey, Vinay, what are you? Are you more of a producer or an artist? Artist. I'm both, but I'm an artist first. Artist first. What classifies an artist? A creator. A creator? So a producer could be an artist. Oh. Because producers create. So producer, actually. So an artist just is a broad term. But when it comes down to, like, music, an artist is just what? The person who sings, raps. So can poets. a ghostwriter be the artist? No, they're the writer. Because an artist, like, but they portrays... Mm-mm. They help the composition, but the artists themselves, are you the singular person or the group of people that is, you know, performing the art? No. So, Little Yachty, when he wrote, um, what's that song by City Girls? Act up. act up. When, Little Yachty, when he wrote Act Up, was he an artist? Mm-mm. He's credited as a writer. But, alright, so Little Yachty on 3.5, is he an artist? Yeah. That's that's that's, his, not, that's, that's his not his that's his take. That's, yeah, he's the artist because he's the one projecting the art. Like a oh. producer would be the ghostwriter, the person who made the beat, the person who did the harmonies. Those are producers. So they're not artists. So what do you mean by they need to create? I mean, I see producers. Artists can be producers. Producers can be anything. You could be yeah, that's true. So the general term for artist is just someone who produces art no matter what form or shape or more like or project more project like, art yeah more like project the art because an artist is like but then you got people who like paint and draw and shit they're like the producer and the artist like the producer is like maybe the artist creating in the process of creating the art but then once the artist produced alright so what do you call Regina King the director of one night in Miami, are they an artist? Because this movie was it was an art. We're talking about One Night in Miami. If you guys didn't know, yeah. it just came out twenty twenty one. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. No, 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 it came out twenty twenty, but it was really promoted twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. Yeah, on Amazon Prime though. Apparently, it, they're showing it at the uh, Cinemax. For real, y'all oh, should go check okay. that out. Yeah, yeah, check it out for real. For real. this uh, great movie. No, I'm gonna stay out of movie theaters. We're talking about the movie. Check out the movie. You don't have to go to the movie theater. Oh, oh, yeah. Listen, yeah, y'all definitely should check that movie out. It's really great. How do you feel about it, Demar? Um, man. Well, what is it Where about? Where do I first start? For, okay, one. Okay, so let's just read the little 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 description. Yeah, they read got it there. so I could get some. Okay. Now you read it. Read it. Okay, man. one night of February twenty fifth, nineteen sixty four, in Miami, Cassius Clay Jones, Jim Brown, Sam Cooke, and Malcolm X, and they discussed the responsibility of being successful black men during the civil rights movement. Okay, so that's the yeah. place where it took uh, it setting took, and time frame. All right, it took place in Miami, but really it kind of involved one hotel room in around Miami Beach, really. All right? Okay. 
but it, it went a little farther. You know, they started off and at the at the uh, Cassius Clay. Well, oh yeah, he was boxing. Okay, cause well, I was trying Muhammad to Ali, boxing. formerly known as Cassius Clay, this was right right before he made he the transition to the Nation of Islam. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, cause and I was thinking about whoever played Muhammad Ali, he did a really good job. But I also watched the Will Smith Muhammad Ali, and Will Smith also did a good job. Their their character, um, I think this actor did a really, I think a little bit better with than Will Smith. Yeah, because this this how they portrayed it was how. Cassius Clay was at that time like the the vibrance the brilliance the you know you can't touch me I'm the greatest who ever walked this earth the godliness he did portrayed did you watch one with Will Smith yeah I did he didn't do it just like he didn't he did it but he didn't do it like just a because what Cassius Clay was doing was like he was just a tad bit arrogant with it Will Smith was a little bit more modest with it yeah okay. yeah there just was a, a tad hint of bit. humbleness there yeah. and by the way I had no f- I had no idea that Cassius Clay was Muhammad Ali because there was this other show on Amazon Prime that starred Forrest Whitaker. I don't know if you guys watched that. It was like a oh, Forrest Whitaker. I didn't. I don't, go ahead, finish your saying. Yeah, it it was called like um, the Gods of Harlem or something like yeah, that. Definitely one of my favorite TV shows I've ever watched. Yeah, yes, it, it's really show. dope. First of all, Amazon Prime. When it comes to historical TV shows, they got it. They got it unlocked for sure. They um, recently got that unlocked though. Like, yeah, recently. Because there's was, another thing. Um, there's another show that dated back. You know, talking about the Holocaust and just putting their little spin on it. And that's called Hunters. Y'all can check that out too if you want. But yeah, so I had no clue that Cassius Clay was uh, Muhammad Ali, and I didn't know how arrogant this guy was because I knew Muhammad Ali to be like this really humble, like humanitarian type of person but Cassius Clay was just what, like yeah what, blah, 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 blah. what clips were you watching that brought like that you didn't see him being I wouldn't call in it the not later a, age bravado. yeah okay yeah, the, so when he got sick age. okay exactly yeah because I'm early he was like during the civil rights era like he said and what's gonna be interesting I guess throughout the conversation we're gonna talk about these four men and their roles within that period especially being successful black men um Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown, they were definitely, and obviously we know Malcolm X's history for the most part, um, they were outspoken at a time where they didn't want black people to say very much. They wanted you just to appease to to white society and just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of sit don't there and do, take Don't it. do too much. Don't, don't see that line. Don't cross it. Yeah. But at this time, these were... I was spoke, and obviously later in the documentary, of Sam Cooke, he made the records he did through music and stuff like no, that. So I'd say for you said who Sam Cooke. Oh, yeah. So obviously these four men, like I said, Sam Cooke only made really one record that really talked about it. That was the most that was which one was that? Um, because I was during the movie. I that shit, bro. I played that shit like at least four days in a row. Like a Sam change Cook. gonna come. Yeah, it's been a long. Yeah, mm, I don't want to sing because you don't get it. But anyway, y'all know the song. Yeah, yeah. so it's like. Okay, so the conversation where I really want to go into, because y'all watched the movie, obviously. Yeah. The part I want, more so want to talk about is when they were in the hotel room arguing about who's really for the movement and who's not. That's kind of where I wanted to slice this conversation. What do you got to say to that, Joe? Like that dialogue between Malcolm and Sam Cooke, you a bootlicking Negro. Oh, you, you ain't got no, what do you really do, Malcolm? Like the, the person that's outspoken for the people and those that are Sam Cook, who's creating businesses for our people, what path? Like, who is right in? Is there a right and wrong in in conversations like that? During that that whole thing, um, 
when it came down to like who's for the people and who who like who's who they had their own individual point of view on it like Sam Cooke was saying like yo he's making a lot of money and he's giving it back to like really that whole discussion we talked about um between me and you before it was you always saying yo you got to give back to the black community got to keep the black dollar that was Sam Cooke view upon it like yo take the dollar from the white man and give it to the black man and keep it in the black community and Malcolm was like yo you got to be more political about it you got to take more and make more change because no matter how much money you have if you're not having that power of politics that power of push in the community no matter where you are then you'll never get shit done so they had their own point of view until like they realized like yo it comes together at one you got to do both you got to have the money and you got to have that political power yeah yeah, that's um that's kind of the whole point of like I think what Malcolm was trying to do to get these these figures together. First of all, I didn't understand. It took the 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 Harlem show on Amazon Prime and this movie to connect the dots that Malcolm was really tapped in in a various amount of places if he actually knew these people, which I'm sure that he did. Um but for me it was kind of like a scale. Like you have Malcolm who's completely on the I would say radical quote-unquote side of extremist side of we need to take down this entire society for the good of black people and then you had I I would say Jim Brown all the way on the kind of I know what's going on but I'm going to do what I can to to serve me and all of that kind of it was like a touch on capitalism okay so you think Jim Brown was more self-serving yeah because he was he he knew that what he had to do like he had to keep winning to you know stay in the position that he was at but then he started to realize I mean I'm not gonna be a football player forever I'm gonna get old like let me do something that serves me where Sam is right next to him in the terms of like okay I know that I'm basically working for the white man but I'm going to take that and do my best to flip it and make it into black dollars and have them work for me then you have Cassius Clay who's about to transition into a perceived organization that is for black people. And then you have Malcolm all the way on the other side of the spectrum, who is just basically about to get assassinated because of how extreme he is with the shit. He's, you know, his, his assassination is more about his, uh, what the nation of Islam more than what the, what the U S government it was because this was a time where he was talking about leaving the nation. Like this was he left the nation and he so created I, several. I, I, other. Did you watch? Because there was a, actually it was what a few, what sometime last year when there was a whole Malcolm X documentary that did come out on Netflix. I don't know if it's up there now, but it kind of broke down the assassination. And based on the documentary, it wasn't necessarily a person from the nation of Islam, but the man that they said pulled the trigger. How they wired together the evidence. It was a Muslim that he resided in New Jersey. So I won't say that. It was the nation even, of Islam. The nation I, of I Islam, can't just blanketly say it was the nation of Islam. It was because at the same time, he was planning to lead the nation. He saw like, oh, the nation is not for us no more. It's like they got some own, their own conspiracy theory to it. Hold on. But I, I could have sworn because I, I read his book. And I could have sworn he he had he had already disassociated himself with the Nation of Islam he, and started his own organization. Was, that was like it was he left. He was starting his own, and because it was a rivalry to uh, 
what's the what's the guy's name? Um, Elijah Muhammad. Elijah Muhammad. He became an enemy of Elijah Muhammad. Right. And because of this, you know, he was a radical with the nation of Islam. The U.S. government was also looking at him like, yo, this man's craziness. So they kind of had a, a mutual understanding, but it really was the nation of Islam that really said, yo, we can't have this man pushing against us because we are trying to push forward with something else. Now, this is just speculation, but it would make sense. You got you have two people with the same common enemy. You going to get together and get this man like I mean, that's why. And, and obviously, J. Edgar, I mean, J. Edgar Hoover, the reason why I know you're not saying not the U.S. government, but J. Edgar Hoover is written and documented saying that the rise of the black Messiah will be an issue in this country. Like that was like obviously the what the assassination of Fred Hampton came what uh, later yeah after that later. so it's like black leaders in general during the civil rights era were fighting just to be accepted and then there's other people that saying no we don't want acceptance we want our own um so I'll, I'll tell you this and speaking to the nation of Islam I won't say that because Elijah Muhammad is on record saying that Malcolm had this coming. He did say that. That was also within the Netflix documentary. So I won't say that the nation's words did not entice this action that led to Malcolm's assassination, but I wouldn't, for me, from what I've researched and what I've looked into, I wouldn't just blanketly say, like, the nation vehemently organized and schemed the assassination of Malcolm X. Nah, no, no I, we never really said that. We said that the nation was one of the, one of the, two parties involved with killing Malcolm X. Okay. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. And um also like watching this movie it really struck to me as it was his last chance to kind of leave his legacy on and the pow- how powerful media really is. He notated based off of this movie Sam Cooke, Jim Brown, Cassius Clay, they were going to impact an a a next generation of people and he was just trying to leave his legacy and also it looks like at the end of the movie he kind of did like he impacted these brothers where they might have felt some kind of way about what Malcolm was saying but at the end of the day they took that night with them and Sam Cooke was able to you know get the songs going Cassius turned into Muhammad Ali and then Jim Brown he he did what was best for him so he did have an impact and real quick the most beautiful thing that I saw like about Malcolm was like even though he was at odds with the nation he was still encouraging Cassius Clay yo join with the nation please this is a powerful force of brothers there's a machine they have protection you being a boxer being a heavyweight world heavyweight champion newly this will help our people seeing us on a different stage and kind of could get us to a place where we could have some sort of political power and obviously Malcolm within his own movement he went to Africa and obviously, he made his voyage there, meeting with different people. Uh, I, I believe he did around this time. No, no, I was about to say Muammar Gaddafi, but that's no, he wasn't meeting. With, uh, that was in his time period. Um, but yeah, like this was this was a great film to watch. I'll say that this is a great film. I felt I felt more yeah. that it wasn't about anything more than you gotta look at it like this, right? The fact that all four of these brothers was in the same place at the same time. The fact that all four of these brothers sat down and, and, and discussed all these things. The fact that all these four brothers was sitting down. You can really put in time, like a time frame. Like this wasn't 40, well this was 40, 50, 60, but it wasn't hundreds of years ago. This is a story about 
Jim Brown, who's still alive. Uh, you know, Muhammad Ali, who just recently passed, not like what two? Twenty sixteen. A couple years ago. Yeah. Um, Muhammad Ali. I mean. Uh, Sam Cooke. Sam, Sam Cooke was he died within that period. He uh, was he was murdered. Yes, um, said, yeah. And and Malcolm X was also murdered. It also shows like yo. These the way they wanted that night to end, the way they wanted that night wasn't the way that it wasn't meant to, and the fact that it wasn't coming out the way they wanted it brought out greatness in every single one of them. You know Malcolm X, who inspired millions of people. Uh, Sam Cooke who inspired millions of people Muhammad Ali who inspired millions of people Jim Brown who inspired millions of people Because Jim Brown I think if you, if you At the first first couple of scenes Jim Brown walks into his old uh, Coach's house And then like Yeah so And while he was walking there he was talking to his coach You know talking about you know how good he is on the field And you know he's a good man he's doing what he got to do And then you know, he's like, yo, you need, and then, like, the coach's daughter comes down saying, yo, can, you need to move this furniture for me, and then he was like, oh, I can help you, Jim Brown, a very stocky dude. Don't let niggas in the house. Yeah, the man said, we don't let niggas and in the house. Low, yeah. It was, it was, it was so nonchalant, like, yo, you know we don't let niggas in the house. It was like, yo, man, step off. It was like, yo, you know we don't let niggas in the Negroes. Like, I fuck with you, but you know your black ass can't come in here. Yeah, so, <laughs> that was, like, the first scene, so Pulitzer the position like what time period is in like even though we have free black men niggas are still not allowed in people's houses bro and this man was a successful football player did he win a ch- did jim brown win a championship i don't really study looking the football all the way i don't know if he did win a championship let's look it but up. even if the f- he was a big he was one of the most more prolific athletes in the sport and he was a black man four successful black men that were really doing it within the 60s Within a time where they did not want black people to succeed. Or at least there was a lot of opposition to black people's success during this period. And I also, and I tied this into the, um, I, don't, I know I'm kind of switching gears, but I also did watch the crack documentary on Netflix as well. And that shit sent me for a loop. Really? Um, yeah. That, I haven't seen it that yet. That shit sent me for a loop. The crack documentary? Yeah, on Netflix. You, ain't, you never know about the crack. No, man. I knew about the crack, but that shit, like, the way they spoke about it. Because I watched, obviously, the crack um, was a heavy hitter. And I also, because before that, the documentaries I was familiar with was the uh, the Nicaraguan Contra Wars, that how they broke those down, how U.S. was pretty much, you know, selling arms to Iranians and then using that money to fund the war uh, for the... Um, the Sand or not the against I mean, the Sandinista government before the um what's the name of the the guerrilla group that they had there what's the name of them it was it was guerrilla warfare by War, yeah but it was it's crazy because this is all tied into it so what they did was they bought coke from these drug dealers in South America they gave it to the Negroes made made crack used that money to fund the guns which they gave to the Iranians to fight wars for them. And it was all blinked out from history. And that was... So we were their cash cow at their... Fin- like, it yeah. was at our expense, but... Their financial gain. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And they, and it's just like the documentary. What's funny is the at least a lot of the politicians that were speaking out in Washington during this time, they were just like, well, we don't know how it got in here. It just got in here one day. Just lo- like loads of it being cargoed into the United States and nobody knows where this comes from. They, they knew that's what I'm saying. Like, so who was the pre- who was a uh, n- not Nixon? Not, um, it was it was Reagan. Oh, but it, was it some? It was somebody before Reagan. You mean the president with the highest like approval rate? Reagan. Reagan? 
Oh yes, he did. there's a reason why he had the highest. Who was who was before Reagan? Um, let me see. I'm I know we're going off on a political thing, but we're tying this all in together. Just stay with us, yo. Jimmy Carter. Oh, he's still alive. He's the longest okay, he living president, on the, by the way. He was brought into the document. I don't know. I, it didn't speak to his role and how he kind of segued this. But speaking to um Ronald Reagan, like that, that what is that? War on uh the war on drugs that was that pretty much established. It was a war on drugs. It was war on niggers. Niggers. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, but like. No, the the war on drugs was was uh was and George Clinton. W. Bush George W. Bush Senior he was another one just fucking just bro and then Bill Clinton took on from that legacy and then everybody's like yay anybody but we're not gonna get into that conversation yeah we're not gonna, but, I don't want to get too but deep understand into understand these presidents they're gonna try and erase it from history and make it seem like these were good people I wouldn't, I wouldn't say presidents I would say the victors always change history to what they want to look at. Most definitely. So if you are a victor, you're going to make history look favorable for you. So if you win something, you're going to be like, yo, I won this. I, you know, this. I. These aren't presidents. These are war generals. These, be cl- these are war generals. Be I clear. Don't don't forget. It's not just the presidents. It's the Senate. It's also our judges. It's every one of these people that we elect. In but power. the fa- but I'm saying I'm speaking to the symbolism of the face of it. They are the war generals. Was it Lyndon B. Johnson? Yeah, that made everybody. Um. I believe he was the one that urged when the political parties like changed platforms during that period. He wanted um, he was encouraging more. He wanted more black people eventually to start voting Democrat instead of Republican. That's when the conservative party was going to make a more concentrated effort to. Uh, it was around this time around the. Uh, it really was around the Great Depression. Oh, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> It was really around the Great Depression where people started doing the, the change from Democrat to Republican Party because it was mostly a predominantly black Republican Party. And then financially, they switched to uh, Democratic. And then the whites, uh, usually around the South, switched to Republicans because they was like, yo, we don't want to allow the government to control our dollars because, you know, they want to own as much as they wanted. And that's what caused a lot of the change. Only they're the Dixiecrats, right? Something like that. There's the Dixiecrats. Uh, I don't recall that. Something of that nature. All right, look at us again. Bro, nobody talks. I I haven't heard anything about a Gerald Ford. Nobody talks about Eisenhower. Well, they talk about Eisenhower a little bit, Truman a little bit, but those. What were those? Spiller presidents or some shit? No. These are are like some of the greatest, biggest presidents. This is an actual general of the army. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Eisenhower was a general. During World War II, he became a five-star general in the army and served as a supreme commander of the Allied Expeditionary Forces. That man was born in the 18... 1800, right? 1800, that's what it says. Yeah. That's what it says. And he's in color. The picture is in color. Oh, that's another thing, too. That was what during MLK Day, they were making sure, they were making sure, like, let's get some color on these pictures of our civil rights leaders because they're going to make, like, seem like this shit, like... This period was like so long ago. They'll make it seem so ancient, ancient in order to erase it from erase it from our memory. Because if we can't attach a color with the image, it kind of oh, it's just old. You know what I'm saying? That's what they do. Like they they take out colored pictures so we don't like. Because this is this is around 1945 to 1953, and these are colored pictures, and we don't see some of these colored pictures in a lot of things. But these textbooks. 
there's some reason why textbooks do it. They do it because it's cheaper to do print black and white than in color for books and when they mass produce books. But mm. you that's know. a good point. That's a good point. So, but yeah, uh, definitely, definitely check out the movie. Um, it's it's a great piece of it's a great it's, piece of fiction. It's well, it's not really fiction. It's not fiction. Some, some they said that was another like within the end of the movie. They said some of these events may be fictional for the purpose of the film. Right. right. So there, you gotta some, take it with a grain of salt. There's sure. some stuff like you know the pictures, the cameras, all this stuff was real. Um, it's based on like real historical events. But some things are just exaggerated a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. With any movie, because you want it to be palatable yeah. for your audience. I feel like the most exaggerated thing was that annoying brother. The one that was like, yo, let me get that. Let me get your autograph. Let me get your autograph. Oh, but he was trying to, like, if you imagine during that time, you were a person that wanted to, well, what if you were a fan of Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown around that time? You wouldn't want to get a picture or a autograph or autograph from them? Honestly, it doesn't even matter, bro. Like... I don't even like if if I am myself right now, I don't even care. Yeah, well, like I said, this is a great movie. Uh, yeah, shout out to shout out to Amazon Prime for this. Shout out to Rakina Jing. Yeah, Regina <laughs> King. Regina, Regina, Regina King. King. He's better than Demari. Demari said Jim Jones earlier. <laughs> for real? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Shout out to Dipset. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Regina King, amazing. Another one. <laughs> Jim Jones. Like, I'm here to report the weather. Jim. Yo, who's really in charge out here? <laughs> Boom. Da- look at that. Just look y'all at boys that. watching Watchmen. What do y'all think about that show? I've I got like, I, I watched like one I episode. Watched it. I I one episode and that was it, man. It's some of these are hard to like a lot of times, and it's because maybe it's because like how. It's like that syndrome of social media. I do like watch long podcasts and stuff, but sometimes when I really get into a series of a show that like the, every episode is like an hour long. Microwave mentality. I it it could be. Sometimes, you gotta be yeah, in that like space really sometimes. Like, yeah. Damari, don't you got a little artist you want to you know talk? Oh about? yeah, we gonna talk. Yeah, y'all. I got some <laughs> music. This artist is goes by the name of Fanny Hughes. She's from California. Uh, her sound reminds me a lot of Solange. A lot of what Erica Badu was doing in the early 2000s, late 90s, of taking on that same sound from Neo Soul. So I'm going to play her song. It's probably one of her biggest songs. It's called Layup uh, by Fanny Hughes off of her EP called Hughes. So y'all go check that out. What's going on? Are you interested in starting a podcast and getting your voice put out there? Well, have you heard of the app Anchor? Anchor is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. Now, let me explain. It's free. 
There's creation tools inside the app that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to start a podcast. Join today and you won't regret it. So yeah, you guys, that was Fanny Hughes' Lay Up. Y'all go stream that, go check it out. Uh, she's on all platforms, Fanny Hughes. Yeah. All right, y'all boys. First of all, I just want to point out, Regina King is 50 years old and she looks that good. Mm. Damn. There was another show she's on on Netflix too. She she's on a lot of Netflix. Did stuff. you say ridiculousness? <laughs> no, I said ridiculous. Ridiculous. Is I that the show with Rob Deerdeck? Is that his name? Yeah. Rob Deerdeck. That was like the greatest. And that was like MTV, like MTV's last like really prime. popular era. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. So what's up, Vinay? Yeah. So recently, I've been thinking a lot because I'm. I don't know if y'all know this. I am in my last semester of college for my degree in music business. And it's growing pains, you feel me? It's like wondering what am I going to do from here? I want to know, like, if a lot of y'all out there listening are in that situation, you guys on the podcast, like, what what do we do? Some of us might not even be in college. Some of us might be working, but, like, we don't want to stay at our parents' house. Maybe we do. But it's like taking that gap, I mean, taking that jump and that step in even the wake of a pandemic making funds to get your own space if that's what you need how how should we go about doing that what are your thoughts i'll let joe start he's always knowledgeable at anything dealing with education uh-huh you're yeah honestly bro like it's it's what it is man no joe it is what it <laughs> is no don't see <laughs> it's like choose, it's like you choose when you want to be intelligent that's what i don't like about you you don't have to like me no, I, no I, we have a love-hate relationship. You know that. But it's like, be intelligent this time, please. There's nothing much you can do, bro. Because it's like this, right? If you take four or five years out of your life and devote it to strictly learning, and then you come out, what is there to do? Like, you do what you went to school for? Or you'd be like, yo, you can try. Don't get a job. End up working at Wendy's. That's exact, Bro, there's a list right now that I'm looking at that indeed says, and it's like, yo... Work for your college, teach abroad, you know, find seasonal work, take take internships, yeah. take in, but the, that's Which I'm a part of, yeah. That's what you're supposed to do while you're in college. So by the time you leave college, you find you a job. But it's like, yo, the biggest thing people do after they get out of college is they go back home, they take their degree and go back home and try to find them a job in whatever field they like. I've seen it. I I know you guys have seen it. And it's just, that's just how it is. So you think it's that's like, just the general micro, like, sort of cycle? Is that is that it? Is there not, like... You can do oh, other things, but, like, those because are Because I would, I'm not the person that doesn't recommend school. Like, be clear. If there's a space where you can get certain information, have such access to certain technology and resources, um, that's a plus. And if you, whether you're on scholarship, whether it's a local community college, you can pay your way, whatever you do, like, use it. It's a resource. Um, but... Planning ahead is probably key. Planning ahead and not necessarily staying complacent in your college experience, kind of knowing, like, what do you want to do for four or five years after, you know what I'm saying? You graduate, whatever, however long your degree takes, because some degrees take longer than others. Um, Just planning ahead. I guess I'd start there. 
Mario is looking at Vene with a scowl like, nigga, you better plan. Plan. <laughs> nah, that's cool. You're reading it. I got you. Expressions. Nah, I mean, typically that's how it's supposed to go when you go to college. You're supposed to work alongside with an internship in your later years of your degree. Then it's supposed to set you up to have a job, supposedly, once you graduate. However, there are life factors that contribute to every individual situation that prevent certain things like that from happening. Uh, one of your parents might have gotten sick at home. It's the case for me. Um, you got to go back, try and get additional funds to keep the lights over, you know, your head, keep your shelter going, shit like that. And um, I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering at what point when stuff like that occurs, how do we move? Which there isn't an easy answer for, you know, but I just wanted to bring this conversation up to kind of push that forward for the people out there that kind of need that kind of assistance. Hey man, um, if you really want to get deeper into it, let's get deeper into it. Let's let's talk about it. Do you want to be a bum? Like that's the biggest question. Like yo, you go to Joe school is... and you be like, yo, do you want to be a bum? Like my dad always tell me, he's like, yo man, if you're going to school, man, don't don't waste your time getting no no degree in in psychology, or 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 physics, not physics. Oh, what's that bit called again? Um, creative writing or stupid stupid degrees, stupid stupid degrees. Like don't don't go to school and study how to become Batman. Don't do that. Like <laughs> <laughs> how to spread your wings and fly. Yeah, like you don't a fucking fast car. <laughs> nigga don't do shit in none of the movies. Yo, but like don't 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 go to school for something stupid. And if you are going to go to school, you got to devote yourself to whatever you want to do. So if you don't want to go to school, don't go to school, man. Don't if if you say, yo, bro, school's not for me, but I'm a more of a hands-on type of dude. Go pick up a book at a at a at a tech school or not a tech school, a technical school or a, a post postgraduate school like one of those uh like like we got a trade school. or trade schools trade yeah. school yeah trade that's school. what one of my friends did they did trade school yeah like, you know go get your thing go become a mechanic electrician go get you a little something something on the side build your way up you know start your own life yeah. you don't have to go to school you know right there's some people around this table who doesn't go to school Finney. She's lying to you. Vinay doesn't go to school, bro. She does go to school. She's in all that. I'm the one that's not really active in school. I ain't like never that. seen Vinay in school ever in my life. <laughs> Vinay showed me I don't an put ID. my life on the media. I don't show y'all what I be doing. I just do this shit, you know? Right, that's what's up. Vinay like got that. a picture of her ID, and it's just, like, it looks super Photoshopped. Look like she made that shit herself. It's <laughs> not even printed right. Niggas used to make those fake IDs and shit. The barcode slanted. It got, it got only got three numbers on the bitch. Come on, Vinay, do better. <laughs> Two four five, <laughs> nah. But like, it's real. So basically, with Joe, is it's basically a sink or swim type shit. That's what that's what the society is. Real fucking sink or swim. Which there is nothing that we can do about except figure out how to maneuver around it. So even with the environmental factors that we face as individuals, we still have to figure out how to generate income and do what it is we like to do. And there, the, both Damari and Joe are right. It doesn't have to mean going to college. It doesn't have to mean, you know, going to trade school. It might be you becoming a content creator, a songwriter, you know, just different ways to do what you love. But shift manager at McDonald's, um, you know, forklift driver, um, forklift driver, a nigga who work at waste management, bro. I ain't gonna lie to y'all boys. Like, don't don't always try to shoot for the stars for everybody else, cause. I ain't trying to be disrespectful, but not everybody deserves the stars. 
It's a fact. Some niggas have to do the shit job so niggas can live great. Wait, Renee, why are you laughing? That's fucked up. You can't tell people that shit, bro. Yes, you can, bro. You can, you can but still, but there's a. It's not an immediate shoot. That's what Joel. I guess you're more so trying to say. No. You could. I'm saying don't shoot for the stars. If you know, like, you don't like to do schoolwork. If you know you don't like to put in the hard work, go flip burgers. If you know that you'd be like, man, so you want niggas, you're gonna tell niggas flip burgers till you fifty. Nigga, flip burgers until you become the manager of flipping burgers. And then once you become the manager, you just... Become the GM of burger flipping. Go, go. I remember I met I met, I met, met a lot of people, right? And I met a lot of people come from, like, Jamaica. And a lot of people come from Jamaica, and they start off, like, this one... I used to work at Popeye's. My old manager used to work. He said he worked at Popeye's for, like, 20-something years, right? He started when he was, like, 16, and he was, like, 30-something, right? And he said, yo, I just saved up some money and I bought me some power washing trucks. And then he started his own power washing business. He said he does that shit when he's off. He has a little, he has a team for him. He worked his way up. Now he got a pretty good business going for himself. So don't shoot for the stars all the time. Yeah. Well, that's still, but it's in your own way because, I mean, you own a truck and that's still like something that's like you can use to get you to the next thing. What I'm pretty much trying to, what I'm getting from what you're saying is there's steps to it. It's like a ladder. You take slow steps, you observe, and know when to take that next step. So you could still be reaching for the stars, but it's not going to be. I'm going to say you can still reach for the stars, and there's no limitation to what you could do, but it's going to. You, patience has to be implemented. Yeah, if you have no arms and legs, burn. if you have no arms and legs, don't go swimming. That's what I'm telling you. Bro, I seen a nigga with one arm play basketball in NAACP, NCAA. All right, that's cool for him. But if you got no arms and legs, don't expect to be swimming. That's that's facts. Actually, there's there's actually I did watch a nigga with no arms, no legs. There was just a, it was a girl actually. Nub, the, bro, them, bro. I'm not talking you, about. Were all you gonna pe- say those nubs? All the all the people, all the people that are disabled out there, we love you. Okay. No, don't, don't let anything stop you. Shut up, Joe. Don't, I don't let anything. But some of them niggas you. are dicks, bro. What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> I, do, do y'all remember? <laughs> I don't think y'all remember. Some of those niggas was dicks. I remember, bro, there was this nigga named Devin in high school, bro. Like, if he didn't no, fuck you with can't. you, bro. Excuse me. Hi. I love Devin. We're not going to talk about Devin. I don't even Devin. remember who that is. No, bro. This nigga Devin used to run over niggas with his wheelchair on purpose. <laughs> the na- that them nigga niggas was probably a- deserved it. <laughs> Shout out to Devin. No, they did it, bro. You, bro. He did it to me because I said, bro, Devin, bro, what you eating for lunch? Nigga said, none of your business. I said, you a bitch. Nigga said, all right, and rolled over my fucking <laughs> shoes. You we not gonna take we not gonna talk shit about Devin, bro. Bro, it, some niggas are dicks, bro. No matter what disability you got, bro, some and niggas are dicks. Devin is not one of those dicks, though. I don't know what you did, Joe, but Devin was my that was my dog. Bro. That was your dog. That's my dog. That's my you dog. Ha- didn't we have? Didn't we have? Devin, I'm trying to put the dude in the. He had much hair. He, he was, had. He sat. I, the only nigga I remember in the wheelchair, I can't remember the name, but he had like locks. Oh, nah. That, not guy, him. that yeah. guy was pretty cool, but sometimes he was a dick, too. That nigga had a slick-ass mouth. He was chill. I had him, like, uh, for one You got to be, because you know how people are. You know how kids are. They'll get on you for, you know. Yeah, it's being... probably built up anger as well, too. You got to kind of, so they're kind of always on defense out from a psychological level. Damn, we're going to our old place. But it's yeah. all good. Man. I grew up fat, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. I grew up chubby as well. 
So, so when a nigga used to clown you, bro, you gotta be real quick with it. Be like, yo, bro, you a fat ass nigga, bro. Yeah, you had to build bitch, some yo, thick skin. Bro, yo, bitch, yo, your breast stink. Stink lip ass nigga. Yeah, when I used to, yo, when we used to rank back in like LMA, you had to find, like, I had to be thinking, like, all right, like, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him tomorrow. I'm gonna think about what I'm gonna say to him. Because that thing right, he said you, to me the other day. You pre planning. For sure. No, what bro, the, the f- um, On site, bro. I'm clowning your ass. On your Scorpio vibe. Hell yeah. I'm a person that pre For sure. For sure. Yeah, but um, circling back, school, man, I mean... School is a terrible place for a lot of people. If you're not good at school, that doesn't mean don't do something. Because I remember I had a professor once tell me, he's like, yo, I remember one guy, everybody used to be cool. He used to live in his neighborhood in like, New York. He said, everybody used to be cool. Everybody used to ride like bikes and shit. There was this one dude. He never got A's. He never got like, you know, he never really... All he could do was skateboard. Like That nigga could skateboard. That's all he could do, right? And then everybody went off, went to college, and they came back. That nigga still skateboard. He ain't doing shit to skateboarding. And it was like, yo, bro, like, what you want to do? He's like, I don't know, bro. And he's like, all right, bro, do you. But, you know, why don't you record this shit and put it on? He's like, all right. And they said, no, nigga became one of the biggest skateboarders out there. Tony Hawk. Nigga, what? That man's name wasn't Tony Hawk. You're lying like a mom. Like, that's not the Tony Hawk story. You had me going there like, damn. Tony Hawk. <laughs> I don't know what his name was because I wasn't paying attention to that. I was thinking about the story itself. So. No, nah, but that, yeah, that's like that's organic. And it then, has to the pathway has to be. That's the probably the biggest thing. It has to be true to you, and the, the path has to be organic. And know that sacrifice is within that path. You know and saying? that's a, a sacrifice of, of time, sacrifice of shit you don't want to do. That's probably more of relationships, the bro. One one thing, let's talk about it because I don't know if this happened to y'all, but like ever since I really started like taking music, my company, even this podcast seriously, I've lost certain relationships with people. Like, I mean, that's natural because you know, Dude, high school you that a little bit more. You, you you go off in different you go off in different paths, but like I yeah, like you just work so hard and you know people aren't necessarily in that frame of of working some people just want to chill play video games beat niggas at 2k and shit and that's fine like it's just you find yourself not having as much time for certain things anymore because you were so hell-bent on getting shit like a garden or a company running or a podcast running and some people just aren't on that wavelength i don't know if that's happening y'all honestly I was losing. I started to lose certain friendships. At least, at least, not necessarily, because some friendships, the dynamics of the friendship will change. You might necessarily not lose that, lose that person directly in your life, but the dynamics of how you deal with each other is completely flipped. Yeah, it's for not sure. changed. So it's not like I don't fuck with you, but we don't fuck with each other the same way we used to. Yeah, even that. That's that's exactly what I mean. Like, I mean, life is supposed to change. Like, you're supposed to change. People are supposed to change. But it's like the speed at which it happened is not normal from what I'm used to. Like, I guess maybe that is just me. I mean, y'all sound off. Like, let let me know, audience. Go ahead, Josie. Come on, you got it. You got something to speak. I know you. You, you the, you're not Mr. Anti Show. You got. You be having friends. With I ain't gonna lie to you. I was looking at BBC's Crush White Pogs. Just just a Yo, second ago. Porn during the podcast. You can't do that on your own time, bro. That wasn't porn, bro. You said B- you w- BBC, the British um British Podcasting Networks. Oh, yeah. my fault, you. <laughs> my fault, you. Where is your mind at? <laughs> Horny. 
Yo, you do like that's all right, all right. So I posted something on my on my on my channel on my on my page the other day about nurturing. Hey, when it comes down to it, you nurture the things you need or you want to do in life, and there's only a certain amount of time in a day. There's 24 hours in a day, and you only have certain such amount of time before you either die or whatever happens. So you gotta nurture the things you care about, and if you're nurturing, you know your music, your podcast your mom then you're gonna have to let go like some things are just gonna start neglecting which is bitches whores heathens friends heretics all these things i had none of that shit before this shit started so <laughs> i ain't really lose nothing so and that's the thing like if you put yourself but the thing is Demar, you never put yourself in a position to go get some bitches we're I ain't trying to disrespect you. We're not bro. having that conversation. Today. But Demar, I'm not disrespecting you. There's no dis. Don't take what. Don't read into my facial expression. I'm not even looking I'm at not, you. Yeah, you are. You're looking at me now. No, I'm not. So what are you looking at? That tree. What the? <laughs> Finish what you're saying. Just because you next to the tree doesn't mean I'm looking at you, Demar. But you, you gotta. If you put yourself in a position like yo, if you're not doing the podcast or what you was doing, you're just trying to make some money, and then you say, all right, I'm gonna devote some more of my time to my art. Then you was only hustling, and then now it's like, all right, hustling and your art form. So, but if you were like in the club, heavy, you know, doing this, heavy, you know, the pandemic, how'd I be in the I'm club? talking about way before Have the pandemic. You, listen, they turning up. Nigga, I, was, I, was, nigga, I, was, I mean, I wasn't in clubs, but heavy. I would go out every now and then, like was, South Beach and shit like that. I might go to Fort Lauderdale. You know if you go out, like, all right, if you're going out in a social setting, if you putting yourself out there to go talk to some bitches and talk to some, you know, people, whatever, if you're doing, then. Or if you put yourself, if nigga, if you went to the boys and girls club and said, "Yo, I can't go to the boys and girls club," I would no more. not be at the boys and girls. I'm not club talking about you. <laughs> I'm talking about like, let's say you was a child and you was at the boys and girls club. Then you realize like, yo, I gotta get my shit together in school, so you spend less time at the boys and girls club and more time doing homework and studying. Mm -hmm. Then you nurture your your abilities and you you know you neglect those friendships and those things and those things that you were doing before. So it's nurture and neglect. If you're not nurturing, you're neglecting. Now me. I nurture everything and neglect one thing. Hate. Brother love. Fuck out of here, nigga. That was some bullshit. Nigga, what do you mean? What do you... You don't nurture hate. Hate can come in many forms. So you gotta, like, you saying this, but, like, I need to understand. Brother love. Okay, y'all not gonna be able to see, but he just pulled up a wrestler named Brother love on the screen. I don't know why. A white man with a mullet and a rose. And that, nigga is red, that nigga is red as a cherry. What the hell? Brother love was a wrestler. But look at Diddy... <laughs> Because Diddy changed his name to Brother Love, so when you said Brother Love, I'm thinking like, wait, didn't Diddy change his name to that? I'm Love now. <laughs> okay, so you don't feed. All right, how do you? All right, because I'm kind of confused on how I don't. No, feed not confused because nature hate. You don't give energy to anything that's sending hate your way. Yeah. How do you? How was do that, I do How that? did? You, how was that process like? How did you? I've always done that though. Like, all right, my biggest thing was like, I would try to be the coolest nigga I can be. Right. And I realized, like, yo, there's some people that's not going to fuck with whatever you're doing. No matter what you're doing, there's some people who just won't fuck with it. And that's cool. But there's going to be some people who fuck with it. So if you put yourself in, like, big-ass friend groups and where, you know, niggas, like, they, like, you got, you got, like, five girls and six guys and one girl likes this boy and this other girl likes this boy and, you know, and but these two boys, like, this one girl and, they, like, you know, some shit like that. You're just going to be like, yo, I'm putting myself in unnecessary drama. I'm putting myself in unnecessary situations. So I leave that stuff. I leave all that shit behind and I just kind of do me. So kind of solitude is more so how you eliminate 
yeah. external hate. Yeah. But is there have you, you have you dealt with any internal hate of your own, like any self hate? Before, yeah, but then you realize um, that's kind of the reason why I started with the garden and I started with uh, the photography and then I did a lot of shit because internal hate comes from complacency and not understanding the process of growth. So whoever you are today is not who you're going to be tomorrow. Damn. As that's probably hard for that's probably the hardest thing I'm trying to that's me too. difficult to me to understand. I'm not gonna lie. There there are aspects of myself I wouldn't say that I hate, but that I really dislike. Like I really like I'm good at speaking. Like I, I'm with people that I know and that I'm comfortable with and I could speak to them. And I'm speaking to y'all because I can't see y'all and y'all can't see me. But not yet. when <laughs> I not yet. <laughs> hint, hint. But like when I it comes to like groups of people. I don't know you. I don't know what the vibe is. I get really anxious. And that's one of the biggest things that I hate about myself. Like I could really deliver a message, but I've really let my anxiety trip me up on a, on a multitude of occasions. You but know what I do? What do you do? So that used to happen to me. I, I think in my entire life I only had like one panic attack. And that was like the seventh grade. I finessed a, a science project and they started asking me questions about it. And I was like, fuck, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there I was like yo what was the project it was like some ocean theme shit and my cousin did one like a couple months before and I just used her shit I was like oh but they was like oh you gotta be organic you gotta what is this about and I was like man fuck this shit wait and she had the words and the descriptions and everything on nah, it nah bro it was just like a box filled with ocean shit and I was like yeah this is my project and then they were like alright so tell us about it and I'm like fuck bro. I didn't it's even look at it's the ocean this. don't you see it that's a dolphin <laughs> that's a <laughs> so my thing, it was like, what I used to do, and I still do it, if I'm in a room and I feel uncomfortable, I will get up and talk to every single person in that room, or as many people as I can, so I feel comfortable. If I'm in a room, like, if I, like, go go to class and I don't know any of these people, I'll be like, yo, what's your name? Yo, what's your name? What y'all doing? Bro, I'm hungry. Y'all boys hungry? Just just, just start random ass conversations. Then you're going to get some people that are like, yeah, yeah, I'm hungry too, bro. So it kind of breaks the social it ice. It breaks the social ice. You break the ice around you. So, And if I'm publicly speaking, like in big groups, big crowds, you get a little nervous, you know, being on stage. You get a little nervous at the podium, but then you say, what's up, G's? And then you just, you just be yourself a little bit while you're talking. See, like that scenario you're describing, like if we were to, because obviously... I would want this podcast to be something that would be alive, like somebody people would show up to eventually one day, of yeah. course. Um, how I would do that is like, man, I would like go into the crowd, at least. You're going to clap I, everybody's hands? Not gonna, clap gonna, everybody's hand, but kind of like. thing where you run through the aisles and clap everyone's hands? Or at least at least shake everyone's hand, at least. Because right. it's like you came out to support. Coronavirus. Well, obviously, post-pandemic, obviously, whatever. If that ever happens. Yeah, if that ever happens, whatever happens with that. Yeah, that's like. I mean that's a good that's a good tip, Joe. I won't lie. I've never re- I don't give thought to that because I I be like very passive in certain settings. Like you if can't. I don't if I don't like if I don't if I ain't feeling the vibe for me. Like but you got to think you got to make the vibe. You yeah. can't feel the vibe if you don't make the vibe. You got to go in there and be like, yo. At the end of the day, you are you. You can just get up and walk straight out. Nothing's gonna happen. Some of my and I I've done that on very rare occasions. But some of my strongest friendships and relationships with people came from them being new. Nobody else talking to them and me just walking up to them and being like, what's up with you? Like, that's, the, that's a, that's a good point. But the thing is, I right, try doing that on a, on a just bigger scale. Just, so do, just wake up, just walk up and talk to just anybody, anybody and everybody. 
at the end of the day, it's like this, right? How many times have people walked up and talked to you that you remember? Not a lot. How many times you've been on the street and someone does some random ass shit and you just be like, damn, that's crazy. Just keep moving with your day. True. Bad times. All right. How many times have you seen car accidents and you'd be like, damn. A lot. We you look at it. We live in Florida. <laughs> it's probably it. one if we drive outside. You no, know, right like now. you look at it. Then oh, you be like, yeah. all right. Oh. Then you go back on your business. You'd be like, all right. Yeah. That So at the end of the day, life will continue moving forward. So you can't be stuck in that one moment. moment. Yeah. You got to move forward with life. It's my pride. Your pro- you got to put your pride. pride. You got to put your pride aside of everything. We got to have an ego conversation. Not even on this episode, but like a, a, a dead ass like ego conversation. And probably social media probably hasn't helped in that either. Because people are very, a lot of the conversations. No, it's like, the I same. I don't fuck with you. I don't. Bro, you know social saying? media is just like one person saying, I don't fuck with niggas. Like, I, I see the shit all the time. Motherfucker be like, yo, I'm anti-social or I'm leaving Instagram. It's unhealthy. And literally Post tweet that out and then come back. Like, yeah. I've never, I've never I have been that like person. That. I know I never want to be that person. I, I need a break like right now. Like, I just do shit like that. And then I realize, nobody give a fuck about me. Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Everybody's gonna keep doing what they wanna do. So I'm gonna just keep doing me. Yeah. You're gonna find your crowd eventually as long as you're doing what you wanna do, what makes you feel happy. Yeah. Yeah. So and this is like one of those things like, yo, you know, do what makes you happy. Yeah, do what makes you happy. But at the same time, if what makes you happy is murder, don't do it. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so yo. so do what makes you feel happy. Do what makes you feel good about yourself and you can't allow your pride because your pride and your self-esteem and all this stuff is going to restrict you in your life. Like, if you ever hear those stories about dudes who just, like, go out to random people, like, hey, what you doing? You know, those door-to-door salesmen, those those, those big companies that we see, and we're like, oh, yeah, what did they do? They had to walk into random-ass rooms with a bunch of people and just tell people about their product, tell people what they do. Until some people's like, oh, I like this shit, and then word-to-mouth, word-to-mouth. Yeah. Networking. Networking. Social networking, social networking tips from Joe himself, y'all. Uh, but we're going to get into this next record by Fanny Hughes again from California. Neo Soul, she's carrying the wave of the whole Neo Soul sound. And uh, this next song is called Snakes X Elephants. So nice when you speak, diamonds fall from your lips. My Mr. Anticlimactic, I'm all off for that shit. Searching for soul, while you're making me moan. Something for you to cling on to. Snakes and elephants, they crowd the room, no room for comfort. Lost all time to stop and lick my wounds, no wood I want to. Pride is turning blue, black, my nigga, how'd you do that? So far from where we was at. You bet for brilliance, what a brilliant head you have up on your shoulders. Never forgot a damn thing. Anybody told you that was your first motor bomb? I looked up and our shit was over, like, 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 damn. Baby, why you take before you leave? I got my feelings in the back. I can't watch them while they bleed. I lost my mind. Searching for an ache I couldn't feed. Silly of me. So silly of me. It's silly of me. 
To think that I had you on game, silly of me. To think that I needed to change, silly of me. To think that we all love the same, silly of you. To have it all and run from the truth. So yeah, y'all, that was Fanny Hughes, Snakes, Ex-Elephants, continue to stream her music, Neo Soul Goddess, all of that, all of that, yeah. To no. Euphoria, everybody talks about, oh, I'll be talking about that, but I never watch that. Oh, speaking you're of... You're not going to like Euphoria, bro, I'm telling I'm tell you not? why. I'm, I'm telling Damari why he I haven't on. gotten to it yet, so I It's don't. about homosexuality, bro. I've watched, bro, I watched... The, Oh, down by Dude. the valley where the creeps Exactly, I watched P Valley where the nigga was busting that nigga ass talking about some don't hit. <laughs> yeah, you put that condom on, don't dig up all in. I'm like, nigga, dig up in what? No, no offense to nobody. Dig up in the crevices <laughs> of his anus. <laughs> like, Look, y'all know this shit is explicit, so y'all know the vibes. But like, yeah, like, I don't mind watching movies with like, oh, it's out right now? that don't oh, make man. me coming out. It's out on Malcolm movie. and Marie. Malcolm and Marie, yeah. Uh, it's fucking tight. Sam Levinson is the director. Budget of two. Oh, they show the the movie two point five million. This budget. is fucking Damn. tight. Yeah, hold on, hold on. It's y'all with, wanna y'all wanna get into like some y'all wanna in the future review some movies. We could talk about movies. We don't. This is not the space for review. I feel okay. like not that. review, but like just talk about it, like yeah, we it did with the space for review. If you're gonna review it the proper way, like if you're gonna, yeah, there's different aspects when it comes down to review, like emotions, um, you know how it's cut. Uh, what's you know how it's presented music and the music like Black Panther the sh- movie six out of ten music ten out of ten um, visuals visuals 10 it, out of 10. it was a nice nine out of ten okay it was so you can review different parts and different aspects of everything but all th- but we would have all three at least would have had to watch the movie right or yeah but we gonna do it yeah 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 but um. So I was thinking about like you know this movie Malcolm Marie this shit gonna be fire bro this little video you know clip I, I check it. check that shit out on, on YouTube play it let's watch it the whole movie's in black and white you are by far the most excruciating difficult stubbornly obnoxious woman I've ever met in my entire life I fucking love you God damn okay so that was the Malcolm and Marie trailer now I feel this is gonna be Jendaya's like. We know who Zendaya is, Zendaya is, but by this trail, this might be her real breakout, I feel like. Euphoria was her real breakout. No, no, no. No, but I'm saying, like, in this in this fashion, that was more of a series where, like, I feel like people are on No, you gotta, like, you gotta watch Euphoria. She's a to movie realize. star. No, you, I'm, I, I would say it. Watching Euphoria will show you her versatility. She's no longer the Casey undercover. She's no She's longer the shake star. it up. She is an actual. I would even Actress. say. No, no. She's not an actual. icon. She is an actress she has versatility and she has the range some, at least the, the range. range of it bro because a lot of the stuff that we usually saw her when she first came out was you know smooth easy pop kind of shit like you know kid shit yeah. now we're seeing more of a different vision of everything that she's doing so we have the euphoria we have this we have what's another what's, what's the she's, thing she the movie she did with zach efron she had a she had a, a box office movie yeah. with um tom holland yeah. That's oh, name. okay. This Spider Man. I don't know. For me, this is like seeing her in this. I'm like, okay. She is like, it because he's he's like the her, his her co-stars black? Is it? No, 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 no. It's okay. nothing to do with that. Just her the uh, emotions. Like, but that's comes she's with somber, the music. She's yelling and then she's calm and then it's. But that's it's that's like that's, a, that's more that. that's more the cut. That's what music. I'm saying. I'm I'm probably I'm probably new then. Yeah, to this and, that's, and that's and that's but fine. that's that's more cutting when it comes down to music and coming down to. 
uh, emotions. This this piques your emotions, and that's what makes you want to watch it. So that's what it does. That's what how they do. It. They use that that uh, pathos to kind of inflict emotions. That's why they have the music set, and then they have the music die down. They have scoring voice come in a up. movie is so yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. Malcolm, Malcolm, that's uh, not Malcolm. So that's um Denzel's son. Yeah, Denzel's son. He's another great actor. I watched. What was another other movie he was in the the one that Spike Lee produced? I'm not a fan of Spike Lee movies. Uh, whoa, really? Yeah, I'm not a fan of Spike Lee. I'm more of an Anderson, Wes Anderson film guy. Pull up Wes Anderson, the movies he made. Oh, that's coming always, up really soon. I hear soon. that name. I hear that you know name what? a lot. You know what? Let's get into this movie. Look let's let's the, all look watch us, it. Look at us being the movie podcast. Nah, <laughs> we, we do it for us podcast, but we're going to get into this shit, and we're going to break this shit down. They got the Grand Budapest Hotel, Moonrise Kingdom, the Royal Tenenbaums, Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fox was one of the greatest films I've ever seen in my life. I have not watched any of these movies. That's not dismissive. I just haven't seen them. Don't get caught up on how I said that. No. The cinematography you, is just some of these. Some of these are, are are films that are sets like Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fox is a it was a stock film where they do one move, then they adjust, and one move, then they adjust. It's more of a claymation. It's a claymation. So is the Isle of Dogs claymation. The Moonrise Kingdom, Grand Budapest. Grand Budapest is like one of his one of his most known films. Uh, no, I would say the Life of Aquatic, the Hotel Chevere, uh, the French Dispatch. All this stuff is great Hotel films. Chevere, I've heard. These are all great films. Oh, Sing. He was in Sing. Sing. That was an amazing. I went to I went to watch the movie. That was an amazing movie. Yeah, he did Sing. I love that movie. Like all of this, like he's a great. I, he's a great filmmaker. I say like he's one of the greatest filmmakers to me. Fuck with his shit. I like what he does. And guess what? what he that? loves his women. You know what I'm saying? Love his woman. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So he's a married man. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I also uh, speaking to directors. Who's the um dude who directed Fruitvale Station and Black? What's his name? Uh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Ryan Coogler. He's another one. I like. I like his. I like what he he's produced in recent, in recent years. Yeah. He did Creed cool, one, like two, Black Panther Judas and the one, Black two. Mas- okay, so that's the new one that um the dude from Get Out is in. I can never remember his name. Who? He was in the dude on from Queen from Queen and Slim, and you know you, when you pull up, it's gonna show up because he was in Which Black one? Panther too. This one? No, he wasn't in that. Pull up, pull up the Black Panther cast. Oh, oh, Judas. Yeah, him, the dude who plays Fred Hampton. I can't remember. I need to remember his name because I watch a lot of the movies he's in. That's another movie we might want to get into when it comes out. Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. I I think Lakeith is one of the greatest actors out right now. Like, one of the greatest youngest actors. It just shows me... I've seen a lot of his films. I've seen... He was in... Did you watch Atlanta? Because I know a lot of people loved Atlanta. He was in Atlanta. He was also in Sorry to Bother You. He was... He's in Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I need to watch that, this one. Yeah, it's gonna. It's coming out when? Yeah, February twelfth. Not too far after Malcolm yeah. and Marie. Um, get in that too. You know, Keith sent, the yeah. photograph. Yo, the photograph is fucking nice. Knives out. He was in. Get out. Yeah. He was in Get Out. Uh, yeah. He was in the Death Note, the live action one. He can look what, like he multiple was, people. Wait, he was too. in Uncut Gems. Uncut. Yeah, he was. I need to watch that. He was that the guy that was selling the fake Rolexes. Hold the fuck up. Uncut. Oh, yeah, uncut Gems. I tried to watch it, and it's just like. A whole lot of fucking ad lib, bro. I like, ah, uh, like, what the fuck is going on? No, yo, yo. If you watch Uncut Gems, I would say Uncut Gems is the only movie that you root for the worst guy in the film. 
I don't get the plot. All right, the plot is he's a guy. He's a he's a he's an intense gambler. Like he he always like he he'll make thousands, hundreds of thousand dollars and gamble it away. And that's it. And he's like he's cheating on his wife. He's also a jeweler, and he's having these big problems. And he comes into contact with this one gem. And for this reason, um, I forgot the 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 the, the uh, played for the Celtics. It was it was another Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Yeah, Kevin Garnett. He was. You know, Kevin Garnett was like, yo, I need this gem, I need this gem. And he's like, nah, man, I'm not going to sell it to you for a certain amount of money, you know. But he also is in trouble with his uh, his his brother-in-law or cousin-in-law, where he owes that man, like, hundreds of thousands God, of dollars. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler is the, one of the greatest guys who ever did it, too. He put his whole fucking team on. Yeah. Put his whole there was like uh, there was this thing like where there where versus was potentially thinking about doing movies and actors versus actors actors versus actresses. Thing. I don't I don't think. And then there was uh, what's his name? Um, it was Adam Sandler versus uh, what's the dude's name again? Like he's he like the dude that he has he range he has different ranges and shit. He does different person. He was on uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Oh. Yeah. I got I got Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. No. I got Jim Carrey in that. They're two different actors. I know, but they're hypothetically in a verse. They're both I know, very I uppy, uppy. You, you got to shout out the Wayne brothers for putting Jim Carrey on though. Uh, True. Yeah, that was a. That's it. What's the name? Color of color something. Live in living color. In living color. In living color. In living okay, color. Okay, so getting back to directors, <laughs> are we gonna give Tyler Perry his flowers? Yeah, for the for the yeah, the, the, I might I don't like what his he film. was able to what he's been able to build. Yes, but yeah. can I be also critical of the movies he's put out? And can other people? You just yes. don't. You just I just because I I say this right. You might not be a fan of his art, but his fucking art hits. Know what I'm saying? It hit for a specific time. It right? hit for them certain plays people. Hit. The them plays, plays hit. hit. The movies hit, recorded. but it's not. It might not hit you, but it hits. Like some people be like, yo, I'm not a fan of uh, surrealism, and I'm more of a fan of cubism. So as that's that's just just different types of art. So the your one art might hit you and one art might, but you're still gonna respect the artist or the director of those films. And you know, he says like he sits down and writes an entire film in one shot. He has he has writers too. No, he but he's like yeah, after the editorial stuff, but like he sits down and writes an entire script. And then obviously the edits might yeah. come and then shit like that. Okay, gotcha. No, what Tyler Perry's been able to build, yes. When he what was that he two two years ago? With the uh Tyler Perry Yeah, the studio that was like two years ago, right? Yeah. When that was rolled out. Yeah, like he get he gets my flowers, of course. Like the infrastructure he's been able to build. Uncut gems on Netflix. Yeah, it yes, yeah, Uncut Gems on Netflix. It had a nineteen million dollar budget. Two point nine stars though. Nineteen million dollars. I'm like, how? On two point where do you see two point nine stars? Scroll down a little bit. They show the budget of these films. Oh, hey, audience the rating summary. Almost uh, three stars. Yeah, I wouldn't. What did Rotten Tomatoes rate it? Ninety-two oh. percent. Of course. I seven point four percent. Um, it's pretty fucking nice film. I would say I sat there and I tried to find this film because like they they re- when they first released Uncut Gems, they only released it to every other country except the United States on mm. Netflix because mm. it's a Netflix only film. Mm. It, it just the plot. It's very hard to follow. Like you gotta be in a certain space to say because it doesn't. It starts. The thing is, it's uh, it's one of those films where it doesn't have a build up. Yeah. Or like, okay, who is this guy? Who is this? Like, you know, who, what are these people? What do they do? It's like you're already getting thrown into that lifestyle. 
It's almost too damn real. Yeah. So it's just a panning and then you're just like it's more like yo and then it's happening. Like it's like uh, like it's like someone walking in the midst of us talking. Like it doesn't start off where like, you know, you you know, you got you just gotta figure out like, oh, this nigga works at a jewelry store. Cool, I get that. This nigga is a gambler, I get that. This nigga obviously he's he's running away from these people. He probably owes some fucking money. I get that shit. You get all this shit by like you just get thrown into it. Speaking of which, um, sure just on that. movies, um, I remember seeing that video a few months ago with Jamie Foxx. There was a clip of him working on the Mike Tyson movie, and he was describing it how oh, oh. it was gonna work. I want, I can't wait. That was that, that was out. the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, but they had clipped it together because he was talking about it in the various different interviews, and like, yeah, yeah and he was describing. It. I was like, yo, this shit is so dope. I want to see that. Yeah, the Jamie... and he sounded just like he would that that like that thing that, that Jamie Mike Fox. Tyson does like this. When I talk like that, that's gonna get hits to his fucking mouth. They get hit so much in his mouth. You like it when I talk like that, huh? So Jamie Foxx is all law, brother. Is, is a good man. Jamie Foxx is one of those also great fucking actors. Multi talented. I was watching his show. I if just finished music would have paid properly, I feel like he would have been an R and B superstar to me. He is that's an R and B superstar. He is, but he would have been like on the like you see. I don't want to be. I don't it's think it's blasphemous. Like I feel like how we talk about Usher in other sense, like how we describe Usher a little bit. At least somehow some people. You know why? Because Usher. Usher is only in that music. Jamie Foxx was in music. He's in comedy. Yeah. He's in movies. He's like he's, he's yeah. That's actor. what I'm saying. He if he this. made a more concentrated, devoted effort to music, I feel like he would have been on that that level and had been more consistent with the albums. To me, I feel like he was. You know what it was for me. As I'm watching his shit, as I'm listening to like these interviews he does with these people and all this stuff, you start to really like put in perspective, like, yo, this man was doing everything. That's the reason why he is this person. Like he was singing. And he said, Yo, I can act, so I'm gonna act. He was doing that, he's like, Yo, I can do stand up too. I can I'm, I can make people laugh. So he's doing all this and people are saying, Yo, I like this guy because of this, I like this guy because of this, I like this guy because of this. He met with Kanye, that whole story what he met with Kanye it was like, yo, cause he did Yeah, the gold digger song. Yeah, like yeah. he was like, Yo, at first, that was just that whole thing was just a party for Diddy because Diddy knew him for, uh, I think, comedians. He, Diddy only knew him for like being a comedian at that time. Hmm. Yeah, movies, 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 film. Man. We film. We, sh- we should get into movies. I think. I mean, uh, we watch a lot of films, man. <laughs> might as well. Might as fucking well, man. Did yeah. you guys? Um, what movies have you guys seen recently? One night uh, in I watched I watched I watched a movie last night. It's called Deja Vu by Denzel Washington. That shit kind of fucked me up. I was Deja like, Vu. Yeah, Deja Vu. It's, it it came out in like '06. It's not a new movie. I've been watching American Gods. I need to get back into American Gods. What is that about? It's about um really it's about these new gods that we worship, such as technology and you know media and all this stuff, and versus older gods like. You know, like we have Odin and we have African gods. We got all these like different gods that we worship, and yeah, Obatala, all these. Yeah, things. so we have all these different gods, and oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about with Deja Vu, and it's about all these different gods, about new gods versus old gods. So the new gods are trying to say, yo, y'all don't need to fight. We don't need to do all this because they want to control them, and the old gods are saying like, no, bro, this is our land. We control this. Everyone respects us. We are the original gods. So it's like that. Speaking to this movie, yeah, I was like, because uh, I love I love Denzel so much, and I love his act. I wa- I actually watched this on Tubi TV. That's for you guys. I'm not. It's not fucking. You know what I'm saying? They're not paying me or nothing, but you know, that's where I watched it at. Uh, yeah, and I really like this movie. 
Dodge Wavu. I ain't gonna lie to you. I really was trying to talk <laughs> Yeah, and, and that maybe was kind of, because I don't want to, I don't know how this conversation is going to wormhole, but um, it kind of definitely, because it's obviously based on like going back into the past and time travel. We've had thousands and thousands of movies about time travel and like dimension, huh? Like Looper? I never, let's pull that up. I've never, you never seen Looper? There. So basically it's, a, it's an assassin from the past and like some guys like send people to the past and he shoots them and one day he comes to, Face to face with himself. Oh shit! In the future, nigga, what? Yeah. So he has to like find out why he's being murdered or why he's killing the guy. And as stop well, himself. Yeah, stop himself from doing Hell whatever. Hell no! Did. So you gotta off your. Wait you a gotta minute. off yourself. No. Like imagine like yo, you just someone's like, all right, we pay you thirty thousand dollars to kill this person from the future. We just want to send him to the past, and you just shoot him in the head for us. So it's like undetectable. So he's a paid hitman. He's a, from the future. From the past. From the past and the future people send it to him for him to kill see when i watch films like this and that's what kind of fucked me up about the whole deja vu film i'm like okay so the nigga went in the past to stop a nigga that was gonna do something really bad but he was also in the past yeah the butterfly yeah i don't like this shit it's hard to wrap my head around i'm not gonna lie the butterfly effect theory yeah the butterfly effect is basically saying the the flapping of a wings in like Africa can cause nuclear war in America. Small things lead up to bigger things in the past or in the future. Like that's pretty much what it is. And what this I don't this is gonna wormhole because now I'm thinking about time zones and how do time zones affect like how we time zones is nothing but just the the rotation of what one point is to the next. So it's still on the same frequency of time. Renee, you quiet over there. What you say? What you gotta say? I'm just thinking like the butterfly effect is like one of the greatest movies you can watch. Fucking nice. I've never seen Ashton Kutcher in like a serious role. Yeah, man. Ashton this Kutcher. Looks like a, this looks like a serious role he's in. No, Ashton, this is a very serious movie. Like, like he, I think he had this one ability where he can like look at something from his past and says, "All right, what if I didn't do this, or what if I did do this?" And it will like changed his whole life because mm-hmm. of that. And it's like sometimes like he'll do like one small thing like what if he didn't like beat his meat that night? And then like he goes back to the present. And it's like, yo, I have no legs. What happened? <laughs> like, And then it'll be like, all right, if he I think there was this one scene where he's like, yo, what if we didn't put a firecracker in this old lady's mailbox that ended up killing the lady um, or harming her? I don't remember. And it was like he became a millionaire or billionaire because of this. So he just made a lot of money. Like just small events that lead into bigger things, or like no, or I think he went to jail, or he's in jail now for it, or some stupid shit like that. Hmm. So it's like small events that lead to bigger things. I actually might look at that. That's not on Netflix though, huh? It's an, my my um, thing about film now. No. I want the te- I want to see the innovation and in technology and how cameras. Because I know Joe, you're a photographer, and we're this no. is gonna wormhole. How do you think? How we're depicting cinema? How is it? Is it gonna change? Is the technology gonna change? Do you, are you familiar with quantum computing? Yeah. You know how expensive one of those are. It's expensive, but it's worth it depending on what you're doing. I wouldn't say that's being implemented well, into look, you know, conversation. You know what that is quantum computing. You've heard of it. But you gotta Joe, look at it like um. Pull it up real quick, Joe. As you're talking, because I would want to need to so, know what we're talking about. So, a lot of things are are in, implemented in. It's expensive, or just you could either do that or pull up the computer. It's 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 a it's it's not just a computer. It's it's a vast system 
really what it is. You pull the images or no? Put or all right, yeah, just how does it work? Quantum computing is an area of computing focused on developing computer technology based on principles of quantum theory, uh, which explains the behavior of energy and material on the atomic and subatomic levels. Classic computers that we use today only encode information in bits that take the value of one or zero. So binary code versus um, life code. So quantum computing is like basically bringing down steps of life like atoms basically to the smallest point of an atom while we like use binary code where it's one zero zero one zero yeah so quantum computers are much faster much more in depth and it's it's depending on what you're doing if you're doing physics quantum computing but it's it's i wouldn't say that's going to affect this um, wouldn't be implemented in cinema or film cinema you're what you're more talking about right now if you're going to talk about is what porn has been usually doing because porn is, has been the number one when it comes down to implementing new technologies. So we have these VRs. Mm-hmm. We use movies to put ourselves in a different reality. With VR, we are putting ourselves completely in a different reality. So what porn does is like they have these VR movies or you put on a headset, you know, and the, any little, little, little flashlight. And you can watch a video and get your dick sucked and it feels real. You're in that moment. You're doing it. So that's that's how it is when it comes down to film. The biggest thing and like how we see it and like Universal Studios and where we go and we see these these roller coasters and they're bringing us along with the ride of these events. That was that's going to be the next step of a uh, of a film because they've done it in some things where they used to apply mist in some movies. At that's 4D, I think, right? I don't. Yeah, I think so, yeah. 4D where they immerse you into the film itself. So they have some things that apply mist to you when it's raining, so you feel like, okay, I'm in this. I'm in this completely. You know, they have things that adjust chair movements, so, like, you're, like, in a car riding with the vibe or whatever. And you even have that. That's the reason why we have sound. Like, when we feel, like, uh, gunshots and things, we can feel it in our body. Mm -hmm. That allows us to feel like, oh, shit, we just got shot ourselves. Mm. So that's 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 when it comes down to film. So using sound to so using physical feeling, sound and and emotion and and that's why you know in horror movies it's very important so they can be like all right, you know that suspenseful build up in music da 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 like shit like that makes you be like oh what the fuck is happening right now? Mm. So damn, mm. yeah, technology is just gonna keep on pushing forward. They just gotta push forward with it. I guess that's the the whole point of this episode is to push forward. Boom. But you gotta you gotta respect title the mind. Idea. You just kill. Yeah, right, no. My title idea was a lot better, bro. <laughs> I like one night in Miami. <laughs> no, one night in Miami gardens. <laughs> Where another record by Fanta Hughes? You guys continue to stream her music from California. Neo Soul Goddess. Like I said, I'm gonna play this next record called Yellow, and it's the last song off of her Hughes EP.
same old stuff. The mood is mellow, baby. To match my yellow, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love me all night long if I say so. I ain't even gotta check the bill, cause it's paid for. I'm never gonna be one and I can make more. Alright, you guys. Uh that was like I said. Another record from Fanny Hughes called Yellow. Uh, continue to stream her music. Man, uh, y'all continue. Please make sure you support her, man. Uh, she's a really dope neo-soul artist. Really love her sound. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I got some music updates. Uh, what do I start? What do I start? Uh, Colors by Party Next Door. Now, uh, this is... He pretty much combined two mixtapes that one he made in 2014 and the other he made in 2017 and he put them together. I'm familiar with a lot of those records, so he just put out colors. He's starting to put, I guess, like him and Drake, I guess they're starting to leak, put out and put the unreleased records into projects and stuff like that. Now, I guess that's what they're doing. You know doing what it was? The, uh, because OVO. a lot of that shit used to be owned by Young Money, Cash Money Records and shit. They just got the rights to some of their. I don't shit think back. OVO is distributed through, not through Universal, it's through somebody else. So no, I don't but think remember, like most of their old shit was like they had to set a like certain amount of records. The album Drake's last out. album is still under Cash Money. So no, no, it's not. Yes, it is. After Views, there was no, 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 no. It's still look at if you look at Scorpion right now, that still says Cash Money. It was distributed by Universal. Um, yeah, it still was. Uh, what do you call it now? Uh, The Voice Deluxe by Dirk. I know we talked about that weeks ago when he put out the original but i'm not gonna lie this deluxe the records he put out and here the joint with little baby and pooh shiesty i'm really fucking with it how y'all felt about the kanye song you did yeah that was that the was the last album that was with cash money yeah that was a, yeah he got out of his deal now yeah, that's why so. we're questioning what his label situation gonna be moving forward so yeah that's why it's I said that. from now it's just straight ovio i think that's why pnb but also got out of his we'll show. get into that i don't want to get into that conversation now because i kind of have my own take about that but what'd you say how do you feel about the kanye crazy record yeah I like the. I thought the song would have been a little bit more based on like the video and how it was looking, but I I don't think the song was bad. But I thought it was gonna be a little bit more. I'll say that. Yeah, if you're gonna do something that, well, it's not as grand. Really, it's just him recreating like memorable Kanye music videos. But I mean, yeah, there was a part of the song I was kind of like, kind of sounds weird. Yeah, Dirk like Dirk is, uses heavy auto tune. Like that's his his voice is melodic, so it'll come off. Nah, I, no? I like auto tune. That's that's fine. It's more so the notes he hit. I was like, hmm. I'm going Kanye crazy. <laughs> Probably that part. I think actually. Yeah, I, I didn't listen to this shit. I don't like Dirk. Really? Yeah, I'm not a Dirk fan. I mean, it seems like Dirk is gonna hit a new peak. He might. We talking about artists that are gonna last. It might be Dirk. Yeah, because Lil Baby just recently did an interview and about. Well, I guess we'll talk about that next podcast. He recently did an interview about who he places his his including himself and who he places in his top like four. Uh, so continuing mu- music updates. Uh, Sounds of the Ancestors by Madlib. Uh, I listened to like two songs off of it. I haven't finished it, but what I've heard so far is pretty good. Uh, Best of Both Worlds Side B by Thutmos. Uh, he's like an Afro. I call him like an Afro Caribbean sort of artist. He got that sound. Isn't he from Africa? Uh, I'm not. I think so. He might be. Yeah, so he's just African. Yeah. Um, obviously the new the new single that Tyler the Creator and Brent Fias put out called Gravity. Uh, we were listening to it before we like actually started recording. Um, there's another project. Uh, Indaba is. Uh, it's by a various amount of artists. I'd describe it as like African jazz music. I really like it. It's pretty dope. Uh, 
Rich the Kid put out another project, but I haven't listened to Rich the Kid in a minute, and I haven't listened to it, but I'll just bring that up. And there was something else. There was another single. No. Actually, no, that's it. Oh, so Lil Skies dropped Unbothered, and Ono the Activist dropped Onoverse. That's pretty much all I got right now. Yeah, so... I guess we're going to end it on that. We're watching something on the news now that we're, that's gonna, that's developing in real time and looks pretty <laughs> fucking crazy. We might come back and talk about the next pocket, but we, that's all we're giving y'all because, you know what I'm saying, we, y'all got to wait. We're going to do it because what? We do it for us. You love it. Say you love it. I'm not going to love it. It's still on the You still like podcast. the intro. You be acting different when this shit come on, Joe. I never said anything. I just didn't like what she just said right now. Alright y'all, that's it's not cool. The intro's cool, cool. subjective. We are who we are based on your own perception. But that's all we got for this week, y'all. We out.